So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. So today we have a guest. His name is Mark Young, and he has written a book called Date Your Clients. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, John. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Glad to have you on the podcast today. So can you give me a little bit of background about yourself? Oh, geez, the million-dollar question um, about me. So, yeah, I consider myself a pretty normal guy, but I, I love this crazy world that you work in, and that's this entrepreneurial uh, world, right? And we were talking a little bit before the podcast and talking about entrepreneurs are crazy. Um, and I'm an entrepreneur, so by default, that makes me crazy, too, and I accept that challenge. <laughs> so, yes, I am a serial entrepreneur, much like yourself, and my primary business is working in advertising and marketing. So I get all the crazy questions from all the crazy entrepreneurs on a regular basis, and I love every minute of it. That's awesome. So you wrote this book, uh date your clients. And the thing is, is that what inspired you to write this particular book? Yeah, I love that question. Um, So our interesting start with date your clients actually um, started as an email to a client of all the crazy things. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about that story. Uh, I had a client at our marketing advertising agency and we were talking about television media and while I was talking with her, she, she, it seems to me as if she didn't get the connection. And I was like, well, here's the problem. You know, this, this, this are the issues. For instance, your website isn't very appealing to a person who comes to visit. There's no call to action. You know, on your website, you're just replaying your TV commercial. And I was pointing out some pretty obvious things to me. And her response to it was, I just don't think television works anymore. And I went, wow, that was a really big conclusion to jump to. And, and I thought, well, wow, like I'm telling you all of these small things that you guys are doing wrong and you're and you jumped to TV doesn't work. And I'm like, that's so strange. So I kind of let it go and was like, all right, whatever. And conversation wasn't going real far. And I said, you know what? How about if I put this in an email and that way you can digest it when you get time? And she said, oh, that'd be great. So I started writing this email and I start comparing to her. And I said, for instance, let me give you an example. Your website is like a dating profile. That is, I don't need to tell you everything there is to know about me. I need to put up a few beautiful pictures. I need to talk about the points about me that are most interesting. And all I need you to do is swipe right. Okay, All I need you to do, and for those who are not familiar with the online dating world, swiping right means that you're interested. Swiping left means that you are not. So chapter one of this book is actually titled, Make Them Swipe Right. And the entire purpose of that website is, to create intrigue enough to get to the next step of the conversation. So as I'm writing this email to her, I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting, right? And then I'm like, well, and and then we need to talk about what's the next conversation because the purpose of this first conversation literally is to get to the second. And the purpose of the second is to get to the third. And I, I really start fleshing out this timeline of how a relationship organically blooms 
um, and relating it to the way that you have to market to your customers nowadays. And it was funny enough because I had uh, <laughs> our agency director at the time, he came into my office and I said, you know what, read this for me. Like, I'm going to read this to you rather. Tell me, tell me if this makes sense. And he looks and he goes, boss, like, you literally just are writing a white paper on marketing. He's like, that's awesome. He's like, you should keep writing. We should be able to use that for marketing purposes. And I laughed and I was like, oh, whatever. And just kept writing and writing and writing. And the next thing you know, I have an entire book, uh, which was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the way that email started was to a client trying to break down the basics of what marketing looks like. And part of that is, you know, explaining to her, like you, you went on a TV commercial, you ran the commercial for me and told me to go to your website, but then I go to your website and you replay the TV commercial. I'm like, that would be as if I met you for the first time, introduced myself. And then the next time I met you, I just walked up and shook your hand and introduced myself again. I'm like that's a weird journey. Yeah. yeah it's, so yeah, that's, that's, that's that the story. A crazy one. <laughs> so, so funny, so right? Does the client, yeah. Does the client know about that, that this uh, email wrote the book, basically. Because this well, is funny, funny enough. Because, Go ahead. No, I mean, I was just curious. Is, is there a further story about this particular client? Because does she know that, that her email wrote the book? Well, so funny enough, I actually was at this client's office. Now, this email started back in 2019, which is the really funny part. Um, and then... Uh, turned into a book that I half finished. And then with COVID and everything else, I hadn't finished it. And then finally last year, I just hunkered down, finished writing it, and then published it earlier this year. Um, I was at that client's office, and the client I'm referring to is actually, the, she's the marketing director at one of our other clients. And we're sitting in a room, and it's, you know, the vice president of sales and the CEO and all these people. And I brought copies of the book to them. And I was like, hey, it's a book I published, you know, brought you a copy. And they're all, you know, gushing, oh, wow, that's so cool, blah, blah, blah. And then finally I went, look, I've got to sell out. This entire book started because of Fran. And she got all, like, flattered. Like, oh, my goodness, me, what did I do? And I was like, so I laughingly say that it started because of her lack of understanding of what I was saying. Um, but in reality, it really did turn into a book. And she just absolutely loved the fact that she felt that she inspired this. So... Yeah, it's a funny story, and like I said, if she really understood why, she probably wouldn't be flattered. But nevertheless, it's a, it's a great story, and she really is a, an incredible person. So it was kind of fun. Yeah, that 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 is kind of funny. Here you are, you know, in her office. Yeah, well, this book is basically based on you because you didn't understand things. She's like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> that's just kind of exactly. that's just kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I, I really. I really love it when people get a little bit oblivious to things and they're just like, oh, that's great. And you're just like, you're just not kind of getting it, are we? Exactly. Exactly. And that's how it was with her, too. And it's like it wasn't that she was doing anything wrong. It was just a, a, she was throwing out the baby with the bathwater, in my opinion. Like there was so much more to be said about what we were talking about that she had jumped to a conclusion that was so far past um, what it needed to be. And, and it reminded me, and I actually brought up in the book later on about, you know, the relationship that all of a sudden something goes wrong and we need to break up. And I was like, no, we just, we just need to figure out what's going on so that we can get past that point. No big deal. Right. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of a, kind of that. So before we started the podcast, we were talking a little bit and I asked, you know, about your passion and, uh, and you had some great words there. Can we just kind of 
kind of replay that again, that, that total conversation, because it was so good. You're talking about my passion. Well, I will say my passion yes, is entrepreneur. Yeah, my passion is entrepreneurs. And I'm not even going to say entrepreneurship, although I love entrepreneurship. Um, but it's the entrepreneur. It's the person behind it. Because I'll tell you, John, I've never met an entrepreneur that made sense um, because it, it's not a logical endeavor. You know, when you when you think of the fail rate yeah. of most businesses and you think of the heartache that goes into most small businesses and you think of the, the number of hours and the we were talking about work life balance and harmony and, and the amount of, of work life balance and harmony that gets thrown out of uh, balance when you're dealing with entrepreneurship. It's the 80 hour work weeks and you still didn't get a paycheck. Um, and, and the reality is, is none of that makes sense. And yet so many people dive in head first completely with every ounce of gusto they can, they can possibly muster, um, to a proposition that makes no sense. And, the reality is, is there's such a promised reward at the other end that people are willing to, you know, play that lottery, you know, in hopes that they're the ones who make it. And what I love doing is like, I love that zeal. I love that passion. I love that it's illogical, but I'm still going to try it. Come on, kind of mindset. Um, and having been a serial entrepreneur myself and working every single day in the world of advertising and marketing, um, I see most of what happens from Zoop to Nuts on this. And in a past life, I was an accountant. So I really see a lot of the Zoop to Nuts side of things um, with people who are bringing me business plans and saying, oh, this is what we're going to do and we're going to this and we're going to that. And I love being able to work with these passionate individuals. Uh, and as I mentioned to you, oftentimes having to call their babies ugly and explain to them yes. why they're their proposal isn't going to work. Um, and I was a college professor for many years, and I used to teach business classes in which I would have my students write their business plans. Like, what's your dream business? And at the end of the semester, they had to do a full-on, you know, proposal for what they wanted to do for a business plan. And I could see every time I would talk to a student and explain to them that their business plan didn't work, there was, a, there was an element of disappointment because they were shattered by the thought that their business plan wouldn't work. And part of it is because they work hard and so on. You know, but one of the things that I really had to explain to them that the best written business plan is the one that saved you from disaster. That yes. when you write a business plan and figure out it didn't work, that's gold. Because you saved yourself from a disaster. And at that point, what we'll do is we'll, uh, you know, what we'll do is we'll, Fix it. Like, let, let's fix the business plan yet, because the way you wrote it, it's disastrous. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a thing. Right. So, yeah, my passion is helping them avoid those cataclysmic failures, um, helping them understand the way that a business model could be better. Um, and, you know, what are the best? And again, I'm very relationship focused. So I'm always working on what are the ways that we can be most relational with your customers and not transactional with your customers? Um, and likewise, we practice what we preach. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so very vitally important. And I think it's a, a great thing that you're able to be living out your passion through your work and, and, and what you're doing and trying to help people. Because that's because the thing about it is, is that if we're living out our passion, we're really not working anymore. We are, we are living our lives to our fullest. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So, so, the, so, so, business aside, though, what is your background in psychology? Interesting. Um, so, 
background in psychology. I will say I did my undergrad in psychology, but my undergrad in psych was simply done for, I wanted to graduate as soon as possible, and it only required 120 credit hours. Uh, <laughs> that was that was my passion in undergrad. It was good to see. Uh, now, later in life, I will say I actually very much enjoyed, I very much enjoyed psychology, very much enjoyed um, all of that side of things, um, which is the, uh, so later in life, I actually, I managed to grab, gather a lot of graduate degrees over the course of my career in education, um, but I did actually finish a, a degree in clinical psychology also, so I actually practiced as a clinical psychologist and did much of my doctorate work in educational uh, leadership as well as organizational institutional psych. Um, so interestingly enough, yes, I've studied psychology a lot, both on a clinical level plus at a business level. Um, but the reality is, is psychology relates back to relationship. And that's where I'm always going to go back to is the relationships behind the transactions. Um, and my belief is, and I hear this all the time from clients. In fact, as we've been speaking, I received a signed uh, MSA from a new client. And the conversation has been probably going on for two, three months because they're an entrepreneurial company, uh, you know, short on cash, trying to figure out how to save their business. And they have been trying to vet us more than I think I've ever been vetted by anybody before actually signing paperwork. And the one partner gets on the telephone on Friday and he says, I have to tell you, I, he goes, if I were you, I never would have come back for a second conversation with us. He's like, and when you showed back up with the same amount of enthusiasm as the first one, I knew you were the guy we needed to work with. And I thought, it's because I'm just paying attention to the relationship. And I understand from their perspective, they're scared. Like, they're, they're a brand that's struggling. They do probably one and a half to $2 million a year. But they're struggling to, to work on their brand. And some of their sales are in decline. And they've got a limited amount of resources. And... You know, and I understand they're scared. I mean, this guy got on the telephone with me and was like, my life savings is in this business right now and I can't afford another mistake. I'm like, I get it. And, and to the extent you think we're right, that's awesome. Um, but I will say relationally, they were making me prove that I was in it and not just trying to close them on a conference call. Um, so again, I go yeah, back to I'm you, you right asked me about yeah. psychology. Yeah. In our business, I mean, even when in the UPS store piece of it and in my Christmas decorating business, both, it's, it's building these relationships and nurturing these relationships that lead to very long-term, um, I don't know, pieces that stay with you forever and ever um, as I've been through business. Like I said, uh, I've, I've been in the UPS store business for almost 20 years. I've got a mailbox holder that's been with me the entire time. And it's not been because of price or what we do. It's been because of the relationship we have with this man and his business. Right. And that he keeps coming back to us over and over and over again. And he, and not only does he just use us for a private mailbox, he uses us for everything else that he does because we develop that relationship year after year, and then we introduce more products and services to him. And the thing is, is that um, I find it much more interesting if you approach life in a relationship buying situation. So it's like if I'm going to buy a car, if I'm going to buy, if I buy any, I mean, anything major to where I have to have a salesperson, 
I will walk away if I can't, if, if I'm not feeling a relationship develop. What's your thoughts on that? 100%. 100%. In fact, I will, I will laughingly say, um, in Date Your Clients, this book about relationships, one of the examples that, that I give is that I was in an office supply store, and it took me four or five people, um, and they kept referring to, uh, you know, I remember one of them actually had a, a radio and radio to the manager and says, we have a problem in aisle five. Can you come on help? And, and the problem was they couldn't find what I was looking for, even though they did have it. But as I mentioned in the book, what translated was I was the problem in aisle five. Like you were perfectly happy doing inventory, <laughs> but a customer interrupted your day. And, and it was very frustrating because I'm like, Man, I'm just going to sit and play this out and see what happens. But I agree with you. I'm a big fan of dining out. And I would rather dine at a restaurant with with average food and good service before going to a restaurant with great food and average service. Because the experience yeah. is everything. And, and there's a couple yeah, of restaurants in town. I, go out, I live in Fort Lauderdale and big foodie town. And I'll say that the restaurants where... The manager comes up and hands me a business card and says, if you need a table, I want you to text me in advance and I'll make sure it's done. I go to those restaurants all the time because it just makes me feel special. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's kind of interesting, too, because owning UPS stores, we have other UPS stores that are our competition, right? We all have mm -hmm. the same products and services. There's nothing different in what we sell to the customers. But the big thing is, is that we have focused our businesses on what I call ECEE, -E, which is extraordinary customer experience every time. And the thing is, is that uh -huh. I teach this to my managers. My managers teach it to our employees. And the thing is, is that if you can provide an extraordinary experience, because that, because UPS stores aren't cheap places to come do business at. They're, they're just not. We are not the cheapest person in town. But the thing is, is that people will pay for an experience over and over and over. And what you're doing 100%. when you're creating an experience is that you're creating a wonderful relationship. Well, and that's our goal. And I'll so, tell you, um, you talk about, is, you, I was going to say, you talk about, you teach your managers, your managers train their people and so on. And that trickle down. And one of the best compliments that a client of ours could ever pay me is when they send me a message and say, your team is just so amazing. Because to me, that's a higher compliment than if they say, I'm amazing. Because it's like, well, I know the service level I provide you, but it's like knowing that that's happening even when I'm not around is such a, is such a greater compliment to me and the business because it means that the level of service that I want to provide, that I'm, I'm adequately portraying that to the rest of our team, that they also are providing that same level of service. Um, and that's a big deal. Okay. And as you know, Definitely. from being in retail, yeah. And you know, from being in retail, like you, you need to duplicate that 11 times. Like every store needs to provide that same thing. Like every manager, every frontline worker at one of your stores all has to have that same level of enthusiasm. Definitely. So in your book, what is your favorite chapter? Oh, my goodness. So I get asked that. Um, I would say probably the one of the one of the I mean, of course, the first chapter I love the, the make them swipe right, because that's the whole allegory to 
to the, um, the, the dating that starts the entire thing, right? That's where the whole vision of the book began was at that point. Um, but besides that, I would say probably one of my, one of my favorites, um, is the first fight. And I know that sounds crazy, but like starting into our, into our moment of the first fight and I'll say relationships when they start are fun. Like relationships are all fun. It doesn't matter who it is that you meet, whether it's a new friend, whether it's a date, whether it's a, a, a distant cousin you'd never met before. Like every new relationship is fun when it begins because it's new. There's intrigue. There's novelty. Um, and the reality is, is that, well, then you go on your first vacation together and somebody gets mad over you paid more than I did. It's like, and now you got to deal with that. Or somebody had expectations that they weren't invited to the party. Like now you've got to deal with that type of stuff. And then the rubber hits the road. Now you, now you really start figuring out who the person is and how well you mesh with that person over time. Um, and the first fight to me is, is a fun chapter and it's not because fighting is fun. Um, but the reality is, is that when you get into that chapter, it really breaks down to the necessity of, what is it that keeps us together? And there's, there's, a, there's an image in that section that is probably one of my absolute favorite illustrations ever. And there's a story discussed in there, if, I, if I've got a minute to tell it. And the, the story actually goes through a World War II Navy commission. And the, and the image, uh, I'll show you, I know your, your audience can't see this, but the image is actually of a fighter pilot, uh, a fighter plane rather, during World War II, and they had actually gone through all of the planes that had survived the fight and the ones that came back. And they looked at where all the damage was done on the aircraft. And, and they had put together a commission to decide how could we reinforce the planes. Like, here's where all of the damage is done. Let's reinforce those areas. And, and, and there was one guy, one guy in the entire conversation who stood up and he's like, I don't think that's the right plan. And they all looked at him and said, well, that's ridiculous. And the guy's name was Abraham Wald. And he was a statistician of all things. So he was not even an engineer. He was not a person who they really believed had any credibility in the conversation. And his answer was no. The planes that got damaged in those areas still made it back. He said, the planes that got damaged in the other areas died. And he goes, it's the areas that didn't get damaged on these planes that we need to reinforce. And it was like, wow, how interesting. Like he took the entire inversion of what they, of what they wanted. And after that, it was, and the chapter practically wrote itself for me at that point, because I was like, isn't that so true of the way that we deal with fights and relationships and think of a relationship that you've been in. And once the fight starts, that's all you can think about is the topic you're fighting about not reinforcing the areas that are strongest, the ones that get you back to base. And I thought, how amazing if every time we approached a conflict, we stopped and thought about the things that kept us together, not the things that tried to push us apart. And through that entire chapter, and it, I mean, think about it even in a marriage or, or, a, or a dating relationship, something goes wrong and that's the fight. And I thought about it, like, well, what if, what if you had to stop and focus on the things that made you love each other rather than the things that hurt your feelings? Would it be enough to get past the weak things and make it back to base alive, right? And then the same thing in business. Like, I disagree with my clients all the time. 
In fact, I would argue and say they pay me to disagree with them. Because my dad always used the phrase that if we both agree, then one of us isn't necessary. Like, we have to disagree on things sometimes. That's how we get better. That's how iron sharpens iron. And in that conflict with my clients even, it's, look, I'm going to disagree with you on this. I'm going to tell you that this is a bad idea. I'm going to tell you I don't like where you're going right now. I'll play along if that's where you still decide to go, but I'm going to disagree with you. And when we disagree, I want you to remember why you hired me. Don't be mad that I disagree with you. Remember, you hired me because you liked my opinions. And this is just another opinion. And we need to make sure that we're still landing at base at the end of the battle um, because we're in this together. And, and that, to me, was like one of my favorite chapters to write. Of course, it's funny in its own way because this book is written in an incredibly snarky, snarky tone of voice. Uh, but nevertheless, it, that's probably my favorite chapter. And it's even in the midst of the negative, focus on the positives. Focus on the things that hold you together. Definitely. You know, it's, it, it's very kind of interesting about, about that because that, that really changes your point of view on if you invert and look at, okay, so, man, so this is what makes our marriage strong. Let's reinforce this. And, you know, like, like, like I, I was the whole time I was thinking about finding my wife's marriage and stuff. And it's kind of interesting because whenever thing, when he, so let me back up. Whenever anything goes wrong in my marriage, I have to look at myself first to figure out what I'm doing wrong first. And then I turn around and look at the things that I should be doing the things that make my marriage strong, and am I not doing those things? And that, and then I turn and say, oh, John, you're not doing this thing that makes your marriage strong, that makes her feel loved. So then I go back to doing the things that I know that I need to do. And that's exactly what you're Absolutely. talking about. It's, it's just a phenomenal, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. So, so you've got this great book, and the thing about it is, is that so, Talk about your own relationships that fell into this book. Because, because when you're talking about dating your clients, it also has to be talking about, I mean, you also have some personal relationships in this book. I mean, so, so talk to me a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll say this, John, that is I've done a lot of dating in my days. Um, and the reality is, is like, you know, I'm, I'm a single guy still. So clearly every relationship that I've had romantically ended for one reason or another. Um, just as everybody else is, except for your current partner, right? Whoever the person is you're with now, that's, that's the only one that's lasted to date. Um, and the reality is, is like, I don't look at those as being failures. So I openly share several of those, those relationships and those stories throughout this book, because I think they're very relatable. Um, you know, the relationships that you were busy doing other things, uh, the relationships and the mistakes that I've made. Like, I, I laughingly, my favorite, of course, was a story that I tell in here, and I actually, I don't put any names. Um, but one of the stories that I laughingly share in this book is actually about a girl that I dated years ago. And what was fun was the fact that she, uh, she actually was a person who was incredibly emotional. I'm very logical. And every time we got into an argument about anything, it, you know, she would start down this path to tears. And the minute she would start with tears, I would go completely logical and check out because tears don't make sense in my world. And while this was an issue, you talk about psychology, I decided that I could solve this problem by merely giving her a personality test 
And by giving her a Myers-Briggs personality test, I could show her why we couldn't communicate properly. And it was done with good intention. But I look back at it nowadays, I'm like, oh my gosh, what a jackass. Like, who does that? <laughs> and, and the intention was to show her, like, this, this isn't because I'm bad or you're bad or anybody bad. We just see the world differently. And if she saw that we saw the world differently, she wouldn't be hurt anymore. And and in trying to explain to her that we see the world differently, I completely forgot to remind myself that we see the world differently. Um, so in retrospect, I kind of laugh about it. I actually still talk to her periodically. We've you know become reacquainted in years gone by. And she read the book and cracked up laughing at this whole section, knowing that it actually was written about her. Uh, so yeah, it was it was pretty entertaining. But the story itself, as as described in the book, is it's pretty rough. It's pretty amusing though. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting that you talk about uh, mistakes and failures. And the thing is, is that I teach in my business that mistakes and failures are nothing more than learning opportunities. You know, you're going to feel hurt in the in these moments. You're gonna you're gonna feel the pain of having a mistake or having a failure, but. The thing is, is that after you feel that emotion, you need to turn around and ask yourself, what did I learn? And, and you know, and how can I move forward? And, and the thing is, is that it's really highly important, especially in business, that you have to look at mistakes and failures as learning opportunities. Because if you don't, it can cripple you within where you are, you know. And the thing is, is that they are, they are nothing more than than, than opportunities to get better in life. Because if you don't fail or have mistakes, you're not moving forward in life. Abs- absolutely. So, um, who is it? Was it? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, go on. I, nothing. I, I was just, I was reminded of Thomas Edison, who always said that I've never failed. I just found 10,000 ways that won't work. You know, and that kind of makes me laugh because it, it's the truth. Like, if you're in business, it's not that you failed. It's you found another way it didn't work. And back to my original passion, my passion is to help entrepreneurs fast track some of those 10,000 mistakes. Most definitely. It, because the thing about it is, is that, and, 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 and you know, I do some business coaching also. The thing is, is that it's always trying, at least I'm always trying to help my, my clients move forward past some failures or mistakes, but also understanding that, we have to go through these things in life in order to get better and, you know, for them not to beat themselves up. And it, and it does. And w- w- once you get that, and it's all about change. I mean, and it, I'm sure you could talk about this is that how often do you have to change your client's mindset to get them to the next level? Oh my gosh, John, one of the things, and this happened to me recently. Um, one of the frustrations I have is we need to understand um, both myself as a business person and my understanding my clients as well. Their personalities are brought to the table, not just their ideas. Um, and also my personality is brought to the table, not just my ideas. Um, and sometimes the ideas may not work. And sometimes it's just the personality that doesn't work. Um, and I was, I was recently reminded in a conversation with a client where I can say, something that's beneficial to them. And then someone else entered the conversation and told them the exact same thing that I said, but this person just sounded brilliant. And I sat there going, I told you that already. Like, what is, what is the problem? Like, 
I already told you that. And now all of a sudden this person sounds heroic in your eyes. And it was, it was frustrating for me. And it, and it took me a minute to actually check myself and say, it doesn't matter who got credit for what was said. The reality is, is the client's on the right track and it helped move their business forward. And it was one of the, it was a very clear indication of my personality entering a conversation and my feelings and my ego got involved in that conversation. And when it did, it was a lesson for me to, to stop and check myself and say, you know what? The end goal is we're going to win together. And that incidental. And again, it was frustrating for me during the conversation and probably for a good number of hours afterwards. But it was it was literally checking myself and saying, well, wait a minute here. Like the, the goal is this is a relationship and it's going to get us to the transactions we need. Um, but nevertheless, realizing that those things matter, those personalities, those, those human nuances, um, they affect us, obviously, in our personal relationships. But it was a reminder to me that they affect our business relationships, too. And we are all humans coming into a human experience when we're in business as well as personal. And my, my contention throughout this entire book and the reason for writing it is to point out that the life skills that you've developed through your marriage, through your personal relationships, your friendships, your parents, your children, everything, all of that has equity in the business world. You, you are, life skills are life skills. Relationship skills are relationship skills. There isn't a separate set of skills for managing people in business as opposed to customers, as opposed to marriages. They're all people. And if you understand people and you have a sensitivity towards relationships with people, it works. Most definitely. So in this book, Date Your Clients, if you could write one more chapter, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. Um, so I, I will laughingly say if I could write one more chapter, there were a couple of chapters. I wish I had it with me right now. Um, if there were a couple of chapters that um, that were scheduled and then ended up getting cut at the last minute just during the editing process, and either they were just too similar to other chapters or just didn't add anything, I will laughingly say um, – that the, the the last chapter of the book, which was supposed to be more of a bonus chapter, and it's it's there's a tip the hat to it at the end of the book, but we always laughingly talked about you know everyone loves a happy ending, um, and in terms of business and in terms of relationships, there's obviously a tongue in cheek meaning to a happy ending as opposed to a fairy tale, um, and we always laughed through you know what would what would that be at the end of this book and. And really talking about, you know, how that that at, at the end of a relationship in business, and I don't mean an end, but a happily ever after, um, is what we were looking for. And how to really manage those long-term relationships, because so much of what we talk about in this book is is dating, it's courtship, it's, it's building that relationship. Um, and probably if I had to do it again, Add a chapter or put a second a second book out, it would actually be talking about managing the long-term relationship. Like now that we're settled down, now that we've agreed that we're not going anywhere and, you know, kind of like marry your clients, if you will, not just date your clients, but marry your clients. Maybe that's the next book. I love it. <laughs> that, that, that's just awesome. Yeah. So, so the first one's date your clients. Now you're going to marry them. Uh, 
Right. So, um, uh, so the thing that is, is that so man. So, if people want to get your book, where, where can they go to get your book um, and get more information they, just about you in general and, and what you guys do? Yeah. So, so I'll give you a couple of different points here, and that is, date your clients is available on Amazon. You can just go to Amazon, type date your clients. My name is Mark Young. You can use that for an author name if you need it during your search. Uh, they can also go to dateyourclients.com. And dateyourclients.com takes you to our to our book page where they can get a link to buy it. That would be a great thing. I encourage people to do so or digital download on Kindle. Um, the other thing is if they're interested in getting a hold of me, um, I can be found at mark at dateyourclients.com that easily. I actually answer those emails myself, so feel free to reach out. Um, and if you're interested in learning more about our agency, I talk about our advertising and marketing agency. It's called Rise Agency. Spelled R Y Z E agency.com. Uh, and I'm M Young at riseagency.com. So there's my contact information for anybody who wants to learn more. I encourage you go buy a book, the book first. Learn a little bit more about who I am and who you'd probably be working with. Um, and then it gives you a little bit more about that personality. Because again, personalities matter, right? Definitely, definitely. And, uh, and, and, and for all my reader, I mean, for all my listeners out there, I will be sure and put all the links in my notes where you can just go, go go to the notes section on the podcast, click the links, and it'll take you straight to Mark and all this great stuff. So, Mark, I just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It has been my pleasure to have you on. Oh, thank you so much, John. I appreciate the invite. Well, perfect. Well, Mark, you have a great day, and uh, I tell you folks, we will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.